0: Hello, everyone. I'm Brian Carrington, and you're listening to Call Talk for January 20th, 2017. (laughs) Today's topic is best practices for employee recognition. Quite a hot topic indeed, and if you're listening live, I'd like to invite you to be a part of the show. The best way is to ask me questions via email, and you can do this just by sending me an email at brian at benchmarkportal.com, spelled out B-R-I-A-N at benchmarkportal.com. I want to remind you also that all of our shows are archived and available to listen to anytime that's convenient for you on our website, benchmarkportal.com. Again, and of course, go to our Call Talk episodes, and there is over five seasons of great information just for you. All right. With that being said, let's jump right into today's show. It's my pleasure to introduce the host of Call Talk, Mr. Bruce Belfiore.
1: Well, thank you very much, Brian, and welcome back to Call Talk, everyone. You know, I think we all realize that our frontline staff are the keys to call center success, and an important key to frontline success is having motivated employees who are engaged in their work and who have a drive to succeed. However, you can't motivate employees without first creating a work environment that inspires and supports employee motivation. Having a successful employee rewards and recognition program for your frontline staff is a key component in developing agent engagement that can have a huge impact on customer satisfaction as well as agent retention. And that's why we wanted to talk more about best practices for employee recognition, so we've brought in a colleague of ours from Benchmark Portal, Chris Thompson, to speak with you regarding today's topic. Now, Chris is one of our senior consultants and a lead trainer for our online and in-person training courses. He has over 25 years in senior leadership positions in the call center industry at Citibank and at MetLife, where he was director of client services for one of their affiliate companies. During his time at MetLife, he developed and led a customer service operation that received numerous prestigious awards for his service experience including, by the way, three years in a row as one of Benchmark Portal's top ten call centers. His center also received numerous awards for the Rewards and Recognition program he developed there. After implementing this program, he saw baseline employee performance improve from under 55% to over 85% in a period of three years. So Chris has actually done this and been successful at it, so he's a great resource for us. He's a certified call center manager through Benchmark Portal and spent the early years of his career as a teacher and as a consultant to educational programs around the U.S. and Canada. So his background in both education and call center management is pretty unique and well suited to his work here at Benchmark Portal as a consultant and trainer. So it's my pleasure to welcome Chris. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the show.
2: Hello, Bruce. Thank you for having me. It's uh, indeed an honor and a pleasure uh, to be here to share with our listening audience uh, what I might have learned that works and uh, as well as what uh, does not work about incentive programs for uh, contact centers.
1: Okay. Well, that's great. And, Chris, I'll kick things off with what may be a common issue that call centers are dealing with in a business environment where the bottom line orientation drives so many business decisions nowadays, and that is... If I'm at the corporate or C-level in a company that is bottom-line oriented, why should I spend any money or expend resources on a rewards or recognition program for my employees?
2: Well, that's a great question, Bruce. Um, There's actually been several studies uh, done on the importance and value that a motivated, engaged workforce has for an organization. Uh, In fact, in a recent study performed by uh, Gallup, the same people who do our um, uh, voting polls, they asked that same question and found that organizations with engaged employees have 3.9 times the earnings per share growth rate as compared to companies with lower engagement rates in the same industry. So, you know, I don't know about you, Bruce, but as an investment, I would take 3.9 times the earnings per share any day over competitors.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. That that's uh, quite a difference there. Well, uh, that's really true. And when it comes to investing in reward and recognition, are these programs, uh, in your experience, are they sustainable?
2: Well, I, I think the the question of sustainability really depends on how the program is structured, and whether you take the time to update your program so that it speaks to current trends as well as you know, your company or, or departmental needs. If you keep using the same program year after year without dusting it off every now and then to review it and make, you know, refinements or adjustments that reflect you know, current changes in your business, then it, it becomes, it starts to become an anachronism, much like a, an old suit or tie that's been hanging in the closet too long. So you getting back to that program and looking at it every now and then, even putting it on your calendar to do that is, is really a darn good idea. Gotcha. Okay. And I've got plenty
1: of those old suits and ties in the, uh, in <laughs> I, the closet. I do. I have a few. Yeah, I do too. My daughter makes fun of them, but, uh, <laughs> probably not the experience. Well, anyway, well, you know, this all makes a lot of sense, Chris, uh, but I can also hear perhaps some people on the phone, some managers asking why they should incent employees to be engaged in a job that they were hired to do in the first place. I mean, doesn't getting a regular paycheck and benefits suffice as far as motivation and engagement? I ask as devil's advocate, what about that?
2: Well, you know, it's a, that is a common question I hear from senior leaders when they're considering an investment in an incentive program. And there's, there's a prevailing thought uh, out there from some people. I'm, you know, we're already rewarding people with a paycheck, you know, isn't that enough? Why should we do more? But there's really a, a valid business reasons and research that supports this concept as an investment. And, and here's one to consider, Uh, according to the, the department of labor, 64% of people leave their jobs because they don't feel appreciated 64%. Mm. So, you know, you can look around the room and do the math every, you know, one of every two people, uh, every one of, uh, one of every two of your employees may be considering, or are actually actively working on leaving because you don't have a solid recognition program uh, in place. You know, and well, what a you just
1: suggested, Chris, is, is something that we, we really should do. It's something that we don't like to do, but uh, you should in terms of future planning and just understanding what uh, the vibe is on your floor. Think about, uh, I'd encourage everybody here to think about the people in your operation. And how many of them may be thinking about leaving because they don't feel appreciated and uh, you, you don't have a program like that. So back out over to you, but I think that's a, a point that deserves to be underlined.
2: Well, and it does cost money and there's work involved. So it's easy for that to uh, keep falling to the bottom of the, the to-do list, even when you do mean well, but there's, you know, there are a couple, you know, other statistics that I'll toss out to consider uh, you know, organizations, with recognition programs that are highly effective at enabling employee engagement have 31% less voluntary turnover than organizations with ineffective recognition programs. So that's, you know, 31% less turnover, I think, is, uh, would get my attention uh, if I were in a yes.
1: senior leadership position. Well, and, uh, and another one of the thought, things that you can do is sorry. actually to monetize that, to figure out, in fact, everybody on the phone should know what their cost of turnover is. And if not, that's a good homework assignment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, how much does it cost it, to actually uh, train and bring on board a new person? And and you can actually figure out 31% or whatever that uh, amount might be for you. That could be real money for the for the center and for the company.
2: Well, and I was going to add that if if you don't know, there is someone in your organization. There's likely someone in the organization that does know uh, how that uh, translates into dollars and cents. And and that's when these uh, sort of hypotheticals
1: begin to become very real. Um, And we we have a calculator too. I'll just insert here too. We have a calculator for anyone who wants help with that. They can get in touch with us. We've got a calculator that can help them with that. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: Very, very true. So another thought too, uh, love statistics, sometimes they really help, you know, cl- clean up and, and shape the message here is that 67% of workers rated, pra- this is according to McKinsey, 67% of workers praise and recommend and commendations rather from managers as the top motivator for performance, beating out non-cash and financial incentives. So 67% of the people, again, two out of, you know, I mean, uh, one of every two people, they're looking for praise and commendations for, from their managers uh, as top motivators for performance. And that's, a, that's an important number to keep in in, in mind, I think. And I closely related to that, by the way, when companies spend 1% or more of payroll on recognition, so 1% is a small amount, eight, they see 85% of the companies that do that see a positive impact on engagement. So it really can be, a, uh, depending on the size of the payroll, it really can be a, a small amount of investment that you are really talking about making in order to have a, a really positive, an 85% you know, positive impact on engagement with your employees. Um, another thought, too, is that uh, organizations, uh, and this is from Deloitte, by the way, organizations with the most mature employee recognition programs are 12 times more likely to have strong business results so again, yeah. you know, I'll take those that sort of uh, uh, data and run with it any day. If you develop yeah. that employee recognition program, you're 12 times more likely to be successful in your business. So there's really some very powerful ways to support the uh, return on investment that can be seen from an effective recognition program. And, and while employee engagement may seem like the new buzzword in our industry, the, the idea of employee rewards its really hardly new at all. In fact, uh, you know, I, in fact, I'll ask you, would you care to venture guess on how long employee rewards and recognition programs have been around?
1: Oh my gosh. I'm not sure if I had to venture a guess, I'd say, I don't know, probably a hundred years ago, or 200 since the time of the industrial revolution. Does that work?
2: <laughs> would, would you believe it if I told you it's been over 2,600 years since the first recorded act of employee motivation involving recognition. In fact, the, the, wow. first doc, sorry, the, the first documented evidence of an employee recognized was actually Cyrus the Great, who is founder of what we now know as modern-day Iran, who used recognition in a ceremony involving a shoulder pat, a special beverage, the image of Cyrus's head that he gave to incentive construction workers to rebuild the, the Jerusalem temple back in 538 BC. So in, in the 26, century, changing worker behavior,
1: the rules behind it remain the same. Wow, that's uh, some interesting history. Well, yeah, you know, it's a great historical perspective um, and we can talk about how one begins to build an incentive program that speaks to today's employees. See,
2: I, I think, you know, in sense of how, um, to begin building an incentive program, the first step is really to, to look at your company's core values and find that, the connection between those core values and the business objectives that are related to or for your operational unit or your department. And I, and I can't stress enough that programs that are tied into their company's core values or mission statements are far more likely to stick around and drive bottom line results that managers want to see. Conversely, uh, programs or rewards that are tied into numbers or behaviors that do not connect with uh, employees you're, you're trying to send are likely not to succeed or may succeed at first, but then begin to fade quickly because there's just no connection with the employees that you're, uh, actually, trying to incent. So, you know, tying into core values, tying into mission is very critical. First step. The second step is to identify what behaviors you want to drive, and the results that your agents have to achieve in order to meet those objectives. A um, vaguely defined award, such as Employee of the Month or Superstar really serves no good purpose unless you also have clearly defined what one must do in order to receive these awards. And then final thought is it's really important to match the behaviors you desire to see with the ones that you have on your QA forms or that are built into your QA processes. And then start building your incentives based upon those desired behaviors. They just cannot be a disconnect between the rewards program you design and the QA process that you've established in your center that that should support that. For example, uh, giving an award for, I don't know, best dressed associate serves (laughs) no meaningful bottom line purpose unless your company values or mission statement, of course, to being well-dressed. This could also be appropriate if you're trying to model and reward employees for good dress. Uh, because you've been having dress code issues that you're you're, you're trying to resolve in the workplace. So again, that idea of making sure that what it is you're rewarding and how you structure that program should be either clearly tied to your company mission and and values or what behaviors you're trying to drive in your department uh, uh, or in your your unit that you want to see improved in in a positive fashion.
1: Yeah, no, that's a, it's very interesting. I was thinking about the best dress thing. It sort of reminds you of uh, being in high school or something, right? Uh, most likely to succeed, best dressed, most fun, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I, I suppose mm-hmm. if you were uh, at uh, Gucci, you know, that might work, but uh, sure. for the most part, uh, probably not appropriate. And there are other things. So, yeah, you do have to think about these things. What is it you're trying to model? Uh, what's going to be uh, appropriate? Uh, Obviously, on the legal side as well as on the uh, uh, the, uh, motivation side for what kind of behaviors are you going to be trying to incent so that you come up with the best, better center at the end of the day and happier people. Well, these are all uh, great ideas for building your incentives program. Uh, Can you give our audience a few more tips that they should keep in mind as best practices for creating or developing uh, the recognition programs?
2: Uh, Sure, Bruce. I actually actually have five tips for best practices uh, in designing or, or let's say, upgrading your rewards program. Uh, So tip number one, and and I, I know I just mentioned this, but be sure that your rewards focus on specific behaviors that you want to model or correct in your call center. For example, awards for delivering outstanding service or for solving a specific problem have more meaning and valued employees uh, and, and it creates a culture of sort of doing the right thing in your workplace. The, the more that people see the the value of doing the right thing, then the more the wrong thing starts begins to start looking really out of place.
1: So hmm. you know, yeah. tip
2: number one: focus on on the, the behaviors you want to to model or, or correct. Second and when you mention uh,
1: culture too, if I could just interrupt here, the, sure, the yeah, go culture ahead, it is so important. You know, people. Uh, uh, talk about the fact that, uh, you know, a culture will uh, eat process for lunch uh, because if you have the right culture, people will do the right process. They'll do the right things. They'll uh, serve the cl- customers the right way. So uh, your point about culture, I think is just so important here. So I just wanted to underline that back over to you for no, the I've, second tip. And that's a good underline because, it, and I think fortunately, I'm seeing
2: more that more and more companies are becoming aware of the culture issue and, and um, and, and making some attempts to, to change or, or reward or think about even uh, what their culture is, and, and I guess the second tip, by the way, sort of ties into that that culture thought pretty well, which is the, the is to consider having peer to peer rewards. Uh, and so while rewards from management are certainly important, as as we talked about earlier, the the data shows that. It, it's really good. It's really great. Uh, when rewards are not just merely top down, uh, employees feel better when recognized by their peers and, and a thank you from others who do the same job really resonates with people. The important thing is to make sure that, and I, and I can't say it enough, the, the behavior that re- rewarding, even at the peer level are tied to company, uh, values and mission. Uh, so, you know, having nicest agent, uh, you know, May feel good, but it doesn't necessarily support the culture that you're trying to shape and create. And so so superior, you know, peer support rather for these values, it really helps to create a company that company culture hone that company culture of doing things right, but it does it at a peer level now. So Mm -hmm. tip number three is, uh, is share stories. People love storytelling and, 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 people being recognized also appreciate hearing their stories told. And this can really, you know, be done in a lot of different ways. It can really be easily done through email, uh, through office bulletin boards, uh, putting awards posters uh, on the wall, uh, through company newsletters, company blogs, and so on. Uh, Again, this is a way to promote the desired behavior that you're looking for, as well as the results you desire to see in your department or in your center. So share stories. Tell the stories of people. Don't just say they got this award. Share the story behind what took place in order for that person to receive the award.
1: Mm. Uh, If I could just interject here that uh, the storytelling part is so important. It's something that now salespeople are understanding. Managers are beginning to understand better. Uh, There's so many situations in which People will, uh, employees will kind of glaze over if they have a lot of uh, data uh, thrown at them. But if there's a good story, uh, even a mediocre story that is given to them that illustrates the point and that brings across, uh, you know, what it is that uh, the management or the manager would like to convey, it's so much more uh, engaging. And uh, they've done psychological studies on this uh, as to which parts of the brain engage and disengage and uh, the the emotional part of the brain will definitely engage much more with that sort of uh, storytelling. So uh, I think that's a great a great point, Chris.
2: Well, uh, thinking and concepts uh, formulate behavior. And behavior formulates results, and so the, the idea as you mentioned of and this is the psychological part of you' referring to that idea of, of uh, sharing stories really helps uh, helps people to think about and conceptualize what it is the behaviors are that, that you're, you're rewarding, and then of course you know respond to it um, Tip number four is and i see, 've seen this happen uh, probably too often is in, in, in not the right way is to make your rewards easy and frequent. Uh, rewards that are too hard to explain or understand are, are, are not likely to be achieved by your agent. So if you're having trouble uh, explaining it, they're probably having uh, trouble understanding it. So keep the message and the metrics behind them simple. Uh, also rewards that happen only once or twice a year are simply, you know, quite simply out of sight, out of mind. So I would think a monthly award program, perhaps in combination with an annual rec- recognition program, would be reasonable to manage while keeping that program alive in people's minds. So if you can find ways to recognize more frequently, then by, by all means do so. It's, it's certainly not going to hurt. And by the way, mm-hmm. simply walking out to p- somebody on the floor, tapping them on the shoulder and saying, hey, you did a great job with uh, uh, Mr. Smith's telephone call yesterday is also a very cheap and uh, an easy way to uh, to reward and recognize people frequently.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then final final tip tip number five, as I alluded to before, is to tie the program goals to your company values uh, and your company goals. So program goals equal company goals. As managers, directors, uh, etc., it, it's easy for us to really focus on bottom line results. But how are our people? contributing to our mission statement is the question we should be asking. Uh, what value do they add as an engaged employee that's more valuable than someone who simply keeps coming in to work day after day, year after year, with no real goals or drive to engage themselves and improve in their work? So, you know, mm-hmm. let's get past the bottom line. Let's think about uh, how people contribute and how that engaged employee is more invaluable
1: than somebody who's you know, maybe... 10 times senior. Mm -hmm. No, good points. Good point. You're making me think too of a time that I went to uh, a call center in Florida and uh, was there for their recognition program. And they asked me to do the announcing for it. So that was a lot of fun. And, um, they on a monthly basis, they have people get off the phones for half an hour. They all get together and they have this big wheel, and uh, they announce the awards, and people can then spin the wheel and they get the award that comes off the wheel uh you know or they can pick an award that comes off the wheel so they made it fun, so that's part of it too it's uh, when it's very upbeat and uh, people are whooping it up then it's uh it becomes fun as well as being something that they appreciate in terms of the rewards and that recognition so. Well, along the same lines, can you give our audience some advice on things to avoid or be careful of as you look to set up or improve uh, your recognition program? Well, certainly.
2: Um, here are my top uh, things I would suggest avoiding. Uh, avoid offering only money, including gift cards, which, which I know are popular nowadays, but it is still money and taxable income at that. Uh, offering only monetary compensation may lead to employees working only for financial gains. So extra time off work. Uh, you just talked about this uh, in, in Florida, that time off the phone to even just have the rewards program was, was, was valuable and, and, and rewarding to the employees who were part of that. So extra time off work, longer page lunch breaks, uh, event tickets, uh, charitable contributions in your name, uh, and even a simple respect and recognition from peers or supervisors is just as meaningful and sometimes more so than like a gift card from Walmart, for example. Uh, avoid, uh, number second thought, avoid building competition in your program. And, and what I mean is unhealthy competition. Employees should never be rewarded at the expense of their coworkers, Rather, rewards should be delivered in a way that all employees are happy about the results. It, it should really be a team building exercise, not a way to sort of elevate someone or put an uh, individual up on a pedestal for everyone to, to see and honor. Uh, another avoidance avoid praise that sounds ineffective or disingenuous. So, uh, you know, generic, inconsequential, or sort of trite feedback like, you know, he or she's a hard worker or they're a team player or a dynamic worker should be avoided because employees will really kind of see through this and, in fact, may even be insulted at the soullessness of the praise. So instead, uh, make sure you recognize specific actions and results. Uh, however, the, the recognition doesn't have to be something extravagant or un, unusual. Uh, often the simplest expressions work the best, like a personal note or a uh, public statement of thanks in front of uh, employees' teammates can really be meaningful uh, and appreciated. And then final thing to avoid or think about is don't forget about the little guy. Sometimes there's companies that only heap their rewards and praise upon workers who hit the highest targets, and they forget to recognize or reward other hardworking employees who may be performing also extremely well, but they're just not at the very top. And so it's vital that managers make sure to recognize and reward all great performances and all employees who represent the core values of the company. So I would think of designing reward levels into your program as a way to ensure that everyone has a chance to achieve goals and be recognized for their achievements.
1: Yeah, no, those are great, great points. And, uh, you know, I think that a little healthy competition is never a bad thing that you can, as long as it's healthy, uh, you want people to, um, you know, be able to strive and to try to do their best. And uh, obviously the performance of other people in the center is a benchmark against which they're going to be, you know, Uh, measuring themselves, and obviously the rewards program will be measuring them, but you don't want it to turn into something where it's backbiting and uh, bitterness that comes out of the the whole exercise, because that would be counterproductive. And and I guess one of the things that I'd mention, too, is that uh, uh, this can be part of the mentoring, too, that goes on. So that somebody may say, gosh, you know, I'm one of those people who just can't seem to get all the way to the top uh, I want to, but there's something I must, that must be holding me back. And that becomes a teachable, mentoring, coachable moment for supervisors to uh, help uh, their people. And at that point, there's a new bond that uh, forms there. And, um, you know, at that point, people feel even more appreciated. When it, it's, it's great to get the recognition for performance. It's also great to get recognition for somebody who's trying and wants to do better. Uh, and when your supervisor, who should be your mentor and your coach, uh, also, you know, validates you by helping you to become better, then that can be very powerful, too, and very good for the, uh, the center and, in fact, fulfill some of the, uh, the uh, purposes of, of uh, you know, incentivization as well. What do you think about that, uh, Chris? Yes, absolutely. I mean, what you're doing is really
2: creating layers of, of support. And so the the more that the, – the less that your program is one-dimensional and the more that it has depth in terms of the, the reach, the, the scope and the reach that it has, um, whether it's through um, building levels into your program or whether it's through, you know, peer recognition or mentor recognition, I think is a great way to really cement uh, into place – what your department is about, and it's not uh, uh, just achieving awards, of course. It's all for the end purpose of meeting uh, these company uh, goals that you have, your department mission statement, whatever your your objective it is that you're trying to accomplish with your program.
1: Okay, great points. You know what, we're going to go over to Brian now because he has some uh, questions from listeners and it's, uh, we're going to run a little bit over on this one, Chris, uh, Brian, because I think we've got okay. a lot of great things going on here. So over to Brian.
0: Okay, perfect. Yeah, I agree, too. Let's, let's keep diving into this. So I've got a couple uh, questions that came to us earlier, um, and you, you might have already gone over this a little bit, Chris, but if you don't mind, maybe another touch would be good. So uh, Laureen is asking, like many centers, we have budget restrictions for our program. Do you have any ideas for inexpensive rewards that would work?
2: Well, a great question, Laureen. Um, one idea I like, and, and really was the basis of the program I had developed where I worked, is is where agents actually receive tokens of some kind that can be redeemed for uh, rewards. Sort of like when you you take your your kids to Chuck E. Cheese and they and they play games or they win tickets that can be redeemed for prizes. You know, what what does that do? it it, it encourages the right behavior. And in in this case, the Chuck E. Cheese example, the right behavior for them is they want you to spend more money at the machine so you can win bigger prizes. Um, In in our case, of course, we hopefully don't have machines and and those sort of prizes to give out. But I am fond of this approach um, uh, because while the tokens themselves may be actually worthless, collecting them creates that environment of being rewarded for doing the right thing that we talked about earlier. I also like this better then where employees collect points that are then redeemed on their own because you can turn in or turn the rewarding of these tokens into a ceremony into an event at work which allows you to provide a public thank you and supports the the behavior modeling that you wish to drive in your center so having a, a monthly ceremony where employees are rewarded tokens is a great way to tell the story of what the employee did to earn those tokens or rewards, which further supports those desired behaviors. How many tokens an agent receives for specific specific behavior, also helps to focus attention on those behaviors the, uh, that you value the most. The, the, this, I think this concept also helps to reduce costs because the tokens then become the awards, and they cost very little money. The, the prizes, uh, of course, have some cost to them, but you can build in levels that employees must reach uh, to redeem prizes, which helps then further control costs. Uh, another way to handle it is to make monthly and annual raffles. This kind of alludes to what you were talking about earlier, uh, Brian, your, your Florida visit. Uh, to make monthly or annual raffles where those tokens then become the raffle entry and the raffle prizes then become the rewards. So the act of collecting the tokens is the goal. And the agent who collects the most tokens for their positive behaviors have the best odds of winning big things. And so this really helps to limit costs while maximizing the recognition value uh, for your agents.
1: Yep, uh, all great points. And uh, I would uh, go back to Brian because since we are a little bit limited on time, I'd love to hear anything else from the audience.
0: Okay, perfect. Mark wrote in, how can I measure the effectiveness of our recognition program?
2: Sure, that's, that's actually a great question. There's several ways to measure uh, recognition's return on investment, which is really what we're talking about here. Well, One way is measuring the increase in employee satisfaction and linking it to customer satisfaction scores. You can see how it will impact uh, the bottom line profits. Uh, One example I think of is Sears, who at at one point had shared that for every 5% increase in employee attitude scores, they saw a 1% to 3% increase in customer satisfaction, which in turn translated to a 0.5% increase in in revenue growth. So you can really sort of look at, make a direct correlation between uh, agent satisfaction or employee satisfaction and and link it into customer satisfaction uh, scores that you're seeing. Another way is to to look at your attrition. Uh, Assign dollar values to recruiting, hiring, relocating, retraining, and, well, the cost of lost productivity due to high turnover. Again, as we talked about earlier, if you don't know it, someone does. Uh, Then determine what a 1% percentage point reduction in turnover would represent to your company and how much money could then be saved by lowering turnover, even just a few percentage points. I know of one high-tech company who found that by using great people management practices, uh, including an exceptional recognition program, they felt they saved over $40 million in one year just by lowering their turnover a few percentage points. So those are real financial incentives that can be gained, but you may have to do some work a bit to connect the dots between your recognition program and and the improved performance or the reduced turnover and improved relations and so on.
1: Yeah, these are really good points, and they do have uh, bottom-line impacts, and they also have a huge impact, obviously, on morale. And who doesn't want to walk into a center that has higher morale and lower turnover, uh, fewer problems? I mean, this is all what we call good management, right, Chris? And so it's, yes. it's That's what that I would think. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we need to all take very seriously and try to refine, I'm sure, uh, people who are listening right now have tried something. They're looking, perhaps, for other things, or maybe they're new to their position and they're trying to figure out what they should be doing. Uh, and you've given us a lot of great, great ideas. Uh, do we have any more questions, uh, Brian?
0: Yeah, we do. Uh, and this, this one, uh, the last one, would really tie in nicely to what we just went over. From Victor, uh, is looking at: Do you have any ideas on the average budget for our recognition program? So, kind of cost-related again.
2: Okay, Victor. That's a good, important question. I'm glad you asked.
0: Uh,
2: The the difficulty, of course, is this this varies widely depending upon what the company establishes as its ultimate goal for your recognition program. Uh, Also, the size of the company factors in, as well as its demographics. Uh, According to some research I've seen, uh, some companies invest up to two percent of their payroll, while Others feel that you know maybe a half percent or one percent of their payroll is, is really sufficient. So while budgets for recognition can vary widely, the sweet spot is really the amount of money your company is willing to invest in its people. Uh, and, and perhaps you start small and, and, and it grows. Uh, I know for us, it did. And that was something that was uh, very beneficial to understand how much value we could get out of just a small investment in our people. And the beauty of a recognition program is, is of course, that you can start small and then grow with time and, uh, and with evident measures of success that you're able to tie into uh, that program. So it, 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 it's a kind of a wide-ranging answer, but, but, but I think it's one that uh, makes sense if you think in terms of start with what's uh, best for you, what you can afford, See how, see how that works out, make some adjustments, see how the metrics tie into that, and then you can begin
1: making decisions on whether it's worth
2: investing more or less in that program.
1: Yeah, those are great points, Chris, and I think that, uh, you know, these are points that are very relevant to many of our listeners who are in inbound customer service or tech support, and uh, therefore uh, it's not the same environment where perhaps it's inbound or outbound sales uh, which is a, a, a totally different thing, and where oftentimes commissions are uh, an important factor. These are, uh, you know, amounts that are, are fairly modest, uh, but can have a huge impact, particularly on those people who have the inbound customer service uh, type of uh, personality and are uh, motivated by trying to get good service, and but need that uh, little extra uh, boost in terms of these. Um, uh, the, these incentives that you've been talking about so well. So, well, you know, I'd like to thank you very, very much for uh, coming on the program, Chris, and for sharing these ideas with us. Do you have any parting yes. thoughts before we hand things back over to uh, Brian?
2: It's been an absolute pleasure to be here, uh, Bruce, to to talk about this. It's something I'm passionate about, and I'm hoping that some of these thoughts are helpful uh, to our listeners, in terms of uh, the, the scope of their current programs, or maybe just as encouragement to, to develop a program, I hope you become, uh, it, you find that it, it's it's a great for you, and that you become as passionate about uh, your people and your program as, as I have uh, been in, in in what I've experienced. So again, it's a pleasure to be here, and and uh, I, I look forward to I look forward to
1: hearing what everybody's done great with their programs. Mm. Yeah, actually, that's something anybody who's listening to the program who has something they'd like to contribute uh, or who tries something from the program and wants us to know about it, we would love to hear from you. So please uh, write to uh, Chris at BenchmarkPortal.com or Bruce uh, Belfiore or Bruce at BenchmarkPortal.com. They both come to me. Um, And uh, that way we can, you know, hear more from you. And uh, Chris, did I get your email address correct? i
2: it's actually Chris Tomsa at BenchmarkPortal.com, but I think Chris so at BenchmarkPortal probably goes through as well.
1: Right. Okay. And the last name there is T O M S A. So. Correct. All right. Well, yes. thank you very, very much for uh, for being on. And with that, I'll uh, hand things back over to Brian.
0: All right. Well, thanks, gentlemen. Uh, a great show. A little bit longer than we normally go, but if you're still listening in, I'm sure you're getting a lot of value out of uh, some of those tips and thoughts that Chris has sh- shared with us today. So uh, enjoy that. And like they said, uh, share some of your secrets or some best practices that you found out with employee recognition as we'd like to either bring you maybe on the show or just learn from you in general. So, of uh, course, learning is always our, uh, our mission here as a resource. Benchmark Portal has over five seasons of our call talk episodes online. Make sure you browse through them and listen and figure out which topics will help uh, with your next initiative. So, all of this Benchmark Portal, keep those set steady and your fingers ready. Brian Carrington signing out. Have a great day. Go get those agents engaged.